you guys, it's Grace Branson with the Words He Used podcast. Today we're going to get an incredible testimony from my best friend in the entire universe, and I cannot wait to dive right in. This is Kendall Cheyenne Kirk. Say what up. Hey, guys. How are you, Ken? I feel so fulfilled today. I've had just like a really great day. Really awesome. Yeah, today has actually been the coolest day for me. Today was my very first book signing ever in the whole world. My first two book signing, which was so fun. Um, I had the sweetest guy ever, Otto, over at our place, had me over, and I got to sign a ton of books and meet a ton of people there this morning in the little bit freezing cold, but it's okay. It was great. He brought me coffee. It worked out. Um, And then I got to hang out at the old Texas Brewing Company Sky Bar for a little bit, hang out with some really, really incredible people. I just wanted to shout out Otto at our place. Oh my gosh, you're incredible. Thank you so much for investing in me. Like it's been incredible. Uh, shout out to Brad Allard for starting this whole journey and for getting me all the connections um, and just for being the literal best like mentor in the podcasting world that I ever could have imagined. Like you're awesome, Brad. Love you. Very 10 out of 10. If I go any further, I might cry. Just kidding. Definitely won't. Um. Anyway, so my best friend in the entire universe is here. Um, Kendall, tell everyone how we met. So my second day of my sophomore year, Grace, the second day of her freshman year, uh, we had a class together. We weren't originally in the same class together, but Grace ended up switching classes and we had a friend that was mutual between the two of us. And so we ended up hanging out in that class and then just, and the teacher hated us. The teacher, hated, oh, the us. teacher hated us. He told us that he hated us and he <laughs> basically wanted to die because of us. Not yeah. actually, but <laughs> no, that's, yeah, it, it was pretty close to what he said. He threatened to quit his job a lot, which means that the spirit of God was definitely moving in that room, um, which yeah. is really, really cool. So as you learn about Kendall and her testimony, it'll get really cool how the Lord places together at that correct time. But before we dive right in, Kendall, tell us a little bit about yourself, the general things that everybody asks. What's your major? What's school? All those things. So like Grace said, I'm Kendall. I go to Tarleton with Grace. I made her go to Tarleton with me, actually, because we went to high school together. But then I, I actually made her go to my college, too, and join like all the activities that I did. So we just do all the same things. Literally. Um, Tarleton student. I'm a business major. I was a barista for about six months, and I plan on opening my own coffee shop and bookstore. <laughs> and just my life is completely directed, fueled by the love of the Lord. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Literally. Okay. So this is my best friend in the entire universe, you guys. So I know the answer to every single question I'm going to ask her, but for your benefit, I will share her with the world. Literally, Kendall is one of my favorite people in the entire universe. She was a huge, huge piece of writing my book. Um, She wrote my about the author section. She edited everything for me and oh, I could cry. I'm literally just (laughs) so grateful to know you, Ken. So tell us um, your six word testimony. So your testimony in six words or less, um, but tell them the story of how we got here first. Okay. So I woke up, I think it was yesterday morning. At some point yesterday, I was like, I got it. I'd been thinking about it all week. I was like, I have my six word testimony. <laughs> I have it. And then I was like, wait, that sounds so familiar. So I texted Grace and I was like, I have this really great idea for my six word testimony, um, but it sounds really familiar. And I think I might've stolen someone's. And so I texted her the six word testimony and she was like, Kendall, that, that was mine. <laughs> you, you can't have that one. That was mine. Yeah. You keep on getting better is take it. Yeah. No one else can have That's that exactly experience. what I thought. I was like, ah, oh, he keeps on getting better. That's my okay. testimony. And then I was yes. like, wait, <laughs> no, it's not. That's Grace's testimony. Oh, we can have the similar testimony, Kendall. It's okay. But for sake of the show, what is your six word testimony? So my six word testimony that did come from my brain, this one's mine, <laughs> Yeah, is... From broken to completely redeemed. Ah, oh, wow. And that is so you. Like, that is literally the most Kendall thing I've ever heard in my entire life. 
Um, I love you so much. Okay, so tell us your go-to coffee order. Go-to coffee order. So I only know one coffee shop that does this, and it's called The Bearded Man. Mm. And it's so funny because I was a barista there for a while. And so people would order a large, hot, bearded man. And every single time I would giggle. Every single time. Yeah. Without fail. Especially whenever man. a law a large, bearded man would come in and he'd be like, can I get a bearded man? I would be like, ha. <laughs> you're a bearded man. He just ordered a bearded man. But it's a latte with hazelnut and almond roca. It's so amazing. Wow. So yummy. Where can we find this drink? This is, I think the syrups are from Tarani. I don't, that could be mispronounced, but um, not a lot of coffee shops have almond roca. So the one that I know that carries it is Beans and Franks in Stevenville. Yeah, plug that coffee shop, period. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't work there anymore, but I still love them. Literally, yeah. That's how I feel yeah. about Dwell. Every time somebody asks about it, I'm like, yes, love them completely. Don't work there. Love them. Yeah. Love them. I don't, work, I don't work there, but I'll completely endorse them all the time. Oh, yeah. Literally. Yeah. Ugh. Coffee love is them my so lifeblood. I love it. Okay. <laughs> So I want to hear about how you met the Lord before I met you and then after. So like kind of like B-G-A-G, before grace, after grace. Kind of like wound up with the B-C. Yeah. Like before Christ, after Christ. Yeah. 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 So (laughs) I, it's weird. So I say that I didn't grow up in church, but I mean, I like kind of did. It was like one of those holiday things like, oh, you go to church on Christmas, you go to church on Easter. Um... And then whenever your parents make you, you go sometimes in the middle of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, my parents are divorced. They got divorced whenever I was pretty young. Um, but my mom started going to church with us whenever we were very young. Um, because, like, after their divorce, we started going to church. And there she met my now stepdad, Landon. He's amazing. Yes. He's great. I love him so much. Um, and his dad was the pastor of the church that we were attending. And so... We start going to that church a little bit more, you know, because there's, like, a boy that she likes there. Yeah, and, as you do. Oh, as you do. <laughs> and they ended up getting married. And on my birthday, too. Yeah, on How Grace's birthday. How cute is that? Ugh. Yeah, not her very first birthday. Not that. <laughs> the not, one in 2012. Yeah, the one in 2012. <laughs> that birthday. Um, and so at the beginning of their relationship, I would say we went to church a little bit more. Um, but as we got older, we kind of really fought it off. Um, I did not like church. I was definitely one of those kids that was on my phone the entire time, Mm. sitting down during worship. I was at the church building, but I wasn't in church, if that makes any sense. Like, I wasn't um, interacting with anyone around me. I wasn't um, getting any of the information that they were talking about. Everything went in one out, in one ear, out the other ear. Um, So that's why I kind of say that I didn't really go to church growing up. Um, I went, I could probably count on my hands and feet. (laughs) <laughs> how many times I went to church as a kid. Yeah. Um, I also don't remember a lot of my childhood as well. So I could be saying this and maybe <laughs> I did just grow up in church and I just don't have any memory of it at we'll all. We'll fact check it. We'll see. Yeah. I'll we'll, get you canceled. It'll be okay. <laughs> okay yeah. That's <laughs> yeah. perfectly fine. But um, come beginning of high school, I was getting, getting bullied pretty bad. Um, it was not fun. Honestly, I have no like hate towards that girl whatsoever. I absolutely love her with all my heart and I wish the best things for her. Um, but it's fact, she was bullying me. Yeah. It got pretty bad. But basically, whenever I left that friendship, I left thinking that I was completely worthless, mm-hmm. that nobody loved me, that I didn't deserve anything that I had. And I didn't know who I was. 
because mm. any identity that I had was identity that came from what she had told me about myself and none of those things were true. Wow. And one of the big things that she would say is that she felt like my keeper. Mm. And one of the big things that I felt that I never said was I felt very kept. Yeah. I felt extremely kept, but not in a loving way. And so coming out of that friendship, I wasn't sure where to go from there. I had no idea what to do. Um, so I started looking around, trying to think of who I was, who I wanted to be in this world. And I had these two friends. And they kept on inviting me to church. They just kept on inviting me, inviting me, inviting me. And I was like, that's good for you guys. That's great for y'all. But I don't believe in that. Like, that's good for you. I would pretty much say that I was an atheist at the time. Yeah. That not because I didn't believe that something was out there. I guess maybe a better word would be agnostic. Um, but what I hoped for myself was that whenever I died, it could just be it. Mm. I was so fed up with the world that whenever I died, I just wanted to be dead. Yeah. I didn't want anything after that. You're so young too. So, yeah. and you've struggled with like anxiety and depression your whole life pretty oh, much, yeah. right? Yeah. So do you think that had like a pretty big impact? Like if you weren't already yeah. predisposed to being sad all the time, do you think it would have affected you as much? Probably not. I would also say I'm an, a very empathetic and sensitive person. Um, so more so than feeling for myself, I feel for others very deeply. Yeah. And so that has always affected the way that I think very much so. So whenever I had a problem, I was like, okay, well, let's just push it to the back because other people have problems that are bigger than mine mm. and I need to be there for them. I can't Ooh. be there for myself because all these other people, there are kids in other countries going hungry. I I can't say that, oh, I'm sad because mm. there are people all over the world suffering. Yeah. And like, how can I say that, oh, I'm sad, I have a problem whenever I know that there's so much more out there. Like I felt like I was being selfish to acknowledge that I had an issue. Wow. So again, at the time I was in therapy, my friends were inviting me to church. I didn't want to go with them, but they ended up convincing me. And they just happened to also go to the church where my mom had met my stepdad, where my grandpa was pastor. Mm -hmm. Who's your so, grandpa? My grandpa is Scott Sharman. Yeah, he is. If you're listening to this podcast, you probably know who Scott Sharman is. He's one of the coolest guys that I know. Yeah. He's amazing. He was a pastor of Allsbury for how many years? Oh, I have Just no a idea. Lot. <laughs> Just a lot of years. His yeah. retirement party is actually later today. So I get to go hang out and celebrate his um, wow. life in the church being a pastor. Wow. Yeah, Literally we love so Scott and Phyllis. Shout out right here. Oh, yeah. Love Scott you guys. and Phyllis are amazing. I love them. They're the sweetest, kindest people in the world. Yeah. And I think they really showed me that growing up, that maybe they didn't necessarily share the gospel with me but they showed it to me in their actions which wow. is really beautiful yeah. and I hope that I can do that for so many people wow sure yeah wow so you're invited back to Allsbury I'm invited back to Allsbury I start going um for my friend's sake I don't want to disappoint them again I'm very empathetic I'm sensitive person so I go and I the whole time that I'm there I'm really just like putting down everything that they have to say just mm. putting it down putting it down putting it down um I had my own ideas of how the world worked and I didn't want their ways to be true because if their ways were true, then that meant that I was loved. Mm. That meant that I was saved. How disgusting. And yeah, I couldn't accept that for myself. Yeah. Like how, how could I accept that for myself whenever I was such a terrible person? Mm. That's like a hard thing to realize that like yeah. you can be so loved even whenever you hate yourself. It, it feels like an injustice. It's like, no, stop. Like, yeah. don't like, love Like I me. don't deserve that. Yeah. 
And that's still true. I don't deserve that. Yeah. But God still loves us so oh, much. But God. So good. But, but God. God. Oh, Ooh, yeah. I love the word but in the Bible. Not you're behind, but, <laughs> yeah. you know, the <laughs> word. I don't know if it's a verb. I don't know. It's a it's a something for sure. Something. I'm an author. I should know. But yeah. in the first podcast, I said, um, I said, but, but, the but is Jesus. And I was like, oh, that sounds terrible. But <laughs> he is. He is yeah. the but, you he know. He is the but. He's the, he's the yet. I'll he, say he's the yet. He's the yet. Anyway, back on topic. You, yes. you guys can tell we like we like know each other, huh? Oh yeah. yeah. We're, we're pretty close. Yeah, we like we've met before. Yeah. Anyway. Just only a couple times. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nothing big. Okay. Yeah. Keep going. I love you. Um <laughs> so I'm going to this church. I see that they're going on a mission trip to Reynosa, Mexico. And I'm like, I wanna be a good person. Yeah. I'm gonna go help out these kids in this orphanage. I'm gonna go share how the world can be good with them. I'm going to share this and that with them. I'm just going to go spend time with them, show them that they are loved in my own way. But you had no like idea of like partnering with what their ideas were to do that. You were just like, oh, if y'all are going, I'm going kind yeah. of vibe. Okay. Yeah, exactly. I just wanted to be a good person. You just needed a ride to essentially, yeah. you just needed a ride. Basically. Yeah. yeah. I was just kind of along for the ride. I didn't know the gospel. I never heard it before. Um, I didn't know really what the plan was whenever we got there. I just knew that I was going to go and I was going to help these kids because yeah. they needed help. So I was going to be there. And the goal there, like I said, was just be a good person. That's it. Yeah. I wanted to be a good person and I wanted to do that by helping others. I think growing up, I was always, even though I was a sad kid, I was always like a good kid. Like yeah. I never acted out or did anything so horrible or bad or anything. Um, I still wanted to be good because I thought that's what was important was just being good. That's it. That was the only thing that I had to do was just be good. Um, whenever, obviously, now I know there's that's, no way that's not yeah. it. But so I go on this mission trip. We're painting murals in Reynosa. It's an orphanage, and all these kids there, so incredibly happy. I was like, "What the heck? I came here. I was supposed to help these kids. <laughs> I get fine. here. These kids are perfectly fine. What's going on?" <laughs> so I'm painting these murals. I'm having a good time. Like my friends are there too. My grandparents are there. And we're just, we're just all having a good time we're painting murals. Um, the kids were still in school, even though like my school was on break, they were still going to school. I don't know how often they got breaks from school, but I don't think it was very often at all. So, uh, anytime they would come out for recess, we would play soccer with them. Um, I was not very good. Oh, uh, no. Okay. Every time that I've gone on a mission trip and played soccer with kids, they, they, they're very verbal about how sucky I am. Like I'm, oh, good. I'm really bad at soccer. Good thing salvation doesn't depend on soccer skills because I'm oh, out yeah. too. Oh <laughs> yeah, yeah. I out. would, I'd be completely out. But <laughs> anyway, so playing soccer with these kids, and my time there. I think we were there for five days, and I'm just thinking over and over again, like, why are these kids so happy? They have nothing. We're playing with these soccer balls that are like half deflated. They have a couple like footballs that are like completely deflated but they're playing they're talking to each other they're laughing and I'm like what do they have that I don't mm. because when I go home I'm gonna have my MacBook I'm gonna have my iPad I'm wow. gonna have my phone I'm gonna have my Kindle reader yeah. I'm gonna have yeah that's what I had at the time though <laughs> yeah um I'm gonna have all this stuff and I'm so sad but these kids have nothing but they're so happy like what is the difference there like what yeah. do they have that I don't and I came to the realization they'd grown up with Jesus. Wow. They knew Jesus intimately. Like they might not have parents, but they have a father. Wow. And I came to that realization. And from there, 
I had never heard the gospel before. So it wasn't like um, someone shared the gospel with me and I prayed the prayer and then all of a sudden was saved. Um, For me, it more so looked like I knew that God knew better for me, that he was better than anything Mm -hmm. I could have for myself. And so I full, I put that full trust in him without knowing all the details. And I was like, you know, you know what to do from here. So I'm just going to give it to you. Mm -hmm. And that week I accepted Christ in my life. No one really knew. Um, It was kind of like a personal journey that I went on by myself until probably high school, whenever I met Grace. That's really when my faith really just like kicked up. Um, I would say sophomore year. Because I went on that mission trip my freshman year of high school. Mm-hmm. So it was my sophomore year. Um, I had had like a summer. Um, I went to a youth camp and I still was really debating every single little thing that the pastor had to say. He also called God daddy and I did not like that. Yeah, I can't get behind that he, sometimes. Yeah. Abba, but not daddy. <laughs> yeah, Abba, Adonai, Jehovah Jireh, all that stuff. But he said let's praise daddy Daddy. and i was like yeah no no if that's how you worship that's how you worship but that is not totally fine if you want to call god daddy that's fine just Just don't do it around me because i will say something or like the sloppy wet kiss in that one song yeah i say unforeseen oh i say unforeseen before they even get to that the beat where you start yeah like unforeseen like yeah make sure everyone else around you also knows like let's not say sloppy i'm not a sloppy wet kisser no that's not my deal okay yeah okay but i also want to add on to that because that same summer was whenever i decided to make a radical change for christ which is so fun because i talked about this a little bit with brad allard when i was on his show but um uh, that summer I was going from Kerr middle school to BHS. So I was speeding into the opposite high school. So it's like, oop, time to reinvent myself. Mm -hmm. And I knew that I loved the Lord, but it's so hard to untrain people from your old behaviors. So like treat me differently. I'm different now because they can see the difference in your life, but it's hard for them to believe it because they saw who you were before. I wasn't Mm -hmm. like super sketchy, but I was super sad. And like, I definitely wasn't like living my best life in middle school who is living their yeah. best life in middle school right other than jade Moore, love you jade um anyway she's incredible she's 14 and she's already like crazy for jesus wow. anyway totally off topic um anyway but that summer was whenever i was like you know what i'm going to be the jesus girl i'm going to annoy everyone and i'm just going to come on so strong about jesus and i feel like like whenever i met kendall like the first thing we talked about Okay, this is, I think this is hilarious. And yeah. if you remember this, then you remember this. But what was the first thing I ever said to you? The first thing Grace ever says to me is, hi, my name is Grace. I love Jesus and my favorite color is yellow. I knew it. I, yeah, yeah, that's exactly what I said to her the very first time. Because I was like, I was going to mm-hmm. be that girl, the yellow Jesus girl, period. Yeah. Um, and I feel like that's where our relationship really took off. Because we both made that decision at the same time. And then the Lord was like, boom, mm-hmm. friends. He yeah, put us perfect. together and it was just like all we had to talk about was Jesus. Because that's all we knew. Yes, that was literally all we knew at the time because everything we had known before was completely wrong. Yeah, we had just abandoned an entire self. So my mm-hmm. the new grace was fed by Kindle. And the new Kindle, I feel like, was fed by oh, new was grace. Fed by grace. Because yeah. um, all those other friends, I just didn't have them anymore. You can't really Me hang too. out with the same it just doesn't work. And then sweet Kaylee, oh my gosh, she's mm-hmm. the one who introduced us and she's just incredible. So oh, it was amazing. so fun. I was so encouraged to like walk into high school and be like, okay, crazy Jesus girl there's more there's more people like me and they we all want to do the same thing so that's really really cool all right so from meeting grace on what has the lord done so in meeting grace um we had about two more years in high school together i would say that god did crazy things during that time my relationship with him kind of just skyrocketed from there um because i was being fed into there was things that i didn't know before i met grace like 
you have to do your own quiet time, like read your Bible by yourself. I didn't mm-hmm. know that. I thought you read the Bible in church and that was it. And another thing was like worship music. Didn't know any worship music. I wow. had heard worship music in church. Kind of thought it was just like a church thing that you listen to worship music in church. You go home and then you listen to Snoop Dogg. <laughs> I will still listen to some oh, Snoop yeah. Dogg. No, I guarantee it's you so listen to it on the way here. Maybe. I didn't today. Oh, what did you listen I mean, to? Oh, what did I listen to? A Thousand Hallelujahs. <laughs> that song You're is so good. You're such a queen. Oh my gosh. She can never be yeah. caught off guard. Okay. Oh, continue. it's so good. I love you. Anyways, but, oh, what were we talking about? Snoop Dogg, worship music. Oh, worship oh, music. Yeah. Worship music. <laughs> so worship music, kind of thought it was a church thing too. Um, prayer. I feel like that's whenever I really started praying a lot. I like had, I knew that you like prayed when you woke up, prayed whenever you went to sleep, prayed before you eat if you were, weren't starving. Um, but I didn't really know that you could just like pray whenever you wanted Mm-hmm. um so grace would kind of just be like we should pray right now and be like okay cool and i'm sure there was times that i did that as well that i don't even remember oh, but because yeah. i definitely had those conversations with people who were like yeah you said this one time and it changed my life and i'm like i said that holy spirit was that you i don't remember that but if you say it was me it sounds real good so <laughs> yeah i'll take it yeah period. i'll take it yeah <laughs> but um from there i graduated high school um i go into college and I get involved at the Baptist Student Ministry at Tarleton, which I absolutely love. I love them. Most of my friends are there. It's so amazing. And it's weird because my stepdad, he actually went to the BSM, Baptist mm. Student Ministry, and he was like a intern there for a while, which wow. is really cool. Mm. Um, so he's the one, he was like, you need to go check this out. Like, I had the best time of my life there. Like, those were the golden days. Was that the BSM? Mm. So it was like, okay. So after a couple of weeks of being in college, Finally get my, like, schedule down. Uh, I kind of know what I'm doing. I, mean, I kind of really don't, but I, like, kind of know what I'm doing. <laughs> and so I'm like, yeah, let's let's try out the BSM. Like, I've heard good things. Let's go. So I go to the BSM, and it's really great. I met some really cool friends there. I had a friend who had also wanted to be trying it out. So she went with me. We went together. And that was, like, a journey that we started together. It was really amazing. And they talked about um, – a mission trip. And I'm super huge in missions. One of my hugest callings is missions. Like from the time that I went on that first mission trip, it has just been mission trip after mission trip after mission. Yeah. And not even just that, I've been living my life on mission as well. I can attest. Yeah. Oh yeah. Definitely. So they start talking about missions through Go Now, Texas. And I'm like, okay, cool. Like I'm, I'm going to do that. Um, I actually graduated high school early. So I was still 17. So unfortunately I could not go because I was 17. But I still had an interview, and I was talking to our BSM director, which is Megan Trotter, and I absolutely love, love yes. Megan. I want to have her on soon. Megan? Oh, that would be amazing. Megan? Megan? Megan. Oh, you know she's listening, Megan? too. <laughs> Megan? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Megan? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Megan. So <laughs> anyways, but we were in on this meeting, and she goes, okay, and share the gospel with me. And I'm like, okay, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. <laughs> I kind of, I sat back in my chair and I relaxed. I'm like, oh, got it. Got, got it. Board. Got that. And she was like, no, like, can, can you explain that a little bit more? And I was like, yeah, first four, first four Bibles, New Testament. The first four Bibles. <laughs> yeah. First four Bibles. First new books. First, first, first four, four books, books yeah. of the New Testament. The gospel. She's like, so actually, I mean, you're not wrong, but this is what I was wanting. And she sat down and she shared the gospel with me. And then later that night, she taught me how to share the gospel. And it was like all, 
all the signs started going off. All the lights started going off in my head. I was like, this is what I've been doing. Mm. This is why. I was like, I knew that I loved Jesus. I knew that he had better for me. But this, this is why. Mm. This is why everything is the way it is. I was like, why? I heard like, oh, Jesus died for you. Like he died on the cross for you. And I was like, okay, cool. Mm. What does that mean? Yeah. And I'd never really gotten an answer to that before. And so I I heard the gospel for the first time. Maybe someone had told me before in the past, but I heard the gospel yeah. the, for the first time at this moment. And all the lights went off and I was, this is why. This is why I'm doing what I'm doing. Wow. This is what my life is going to be surrounded by the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. And from then on, I've gotten to share the gospel with so many other people. Um, I lead a small group at Tarleton and they're the loveliest girls in the world it's actually kind of weird because they're all the same age as me because I'm supposed to be a freshman in college yeah. and I'm leading a freshman bible study so I had to, I had a girl at one time and she asked me if she could go to the bathroom and I was like girl you're older than me like just get up and <laughs> go, go to the, the bathroom. bathroom yeah and no something I think is super crazy about like knowing you for so long and like because I knew the gospel I grew up hearing it every single Sunday like my my pastor was so so adamant that we hear the gospel every single Sunday because it's the only thing we have of value and I've said that a million times but so I knew the gospel and I knew it very well, but I never once in those first like two and a half years of our friendship was like, she doesn't know the gospel. Like yeah. I, it never occurred to me to share it with you. And now there's so much conviction around that because how many people am I doing life with that are unsaved? Right. That don't even have any idea what they're doing. They're just like, Jesus, cool. Yeah. Into that. Like, I mean, he's, I mean, he's irresistible. Of course you're into it, but do you, yeah. they've never had the gospel shared with them. And it's crazy that we literally spent like almost every waking minute together in high school. And I never was like, this is exactly what Jesus did. And I think that's so crazy like yeah. that that happened, you know? It's crazy because, I don't know, I went on this whole journey of like reading the Bible by myself. So I read the entire Bible because I felt like I was missing out. Mm. And But I hadn't gotten to the gospels yet whenever Megan shared the gospel with me. Mm. So it was really cool because like if I had waited, the gospel still would have gotten to me. Yeah. But... She gave it to me earlier than I was supposed to have come along on my own. Yeah. But literally absolutely amazing. It's been such a journey since then. I just feel like there was that moment whenever I met Grace that my faith really skyrocketed. skyrocketed. And then there was a moment whenever the gospel got shared with me where it literally skyrocketed. I don't know what a bigger term for that is. Yeah. It literally just exploded. revival (laughs) oh complete revival Revival of the soul yeah come on oh yeah Mm. absolutely amazing and so from there i've just i keep on going on missions and i'm gonna steal grace's testimony for a second again yeah go ahead and it just keeps on getting better (laughs) well i stole it from a map city song so you keep on getting better oh yeah yeah you know the song okay well then steal from maverick then i will yeah we can just steal all day yeah (laughs) just kidding total sin this is not the no plagiarism allowed anyway um i digress so (laughs) missions are an incredible incredibly huge part of your life and Mm -hmm. so how many how many places and i'm using that very loosely how many places have you been to on an organized mission trip i hate the word mission trip adventure an organized adventure for christ bob goff bob goff my man Mm -hmm. so i think i counted up the other day and it was about 10 wow i think 10 separate places yeah so first mission trip, uh, Reynosa, Mexico. Yeah. Um, that was orphanage. We're painting murals. We're playing with the kids. Um, comes to know Jesus. Big, wow. Big, Huge one. Yeah. Big <laughs> event in my life. 
Um, I'm sure those kids have people come into their lives every single day and they're like, okay, cool. New people to play soccer with. But like, <laughs> yeah, those kids showed me Jesus. Wow. Um, whenever I was supposed to be there to help them too, which is absolutely insane. The Lord is so fun. Um, second trip, I went to Amarillo and we rode bikes delivering sack lunches to kids all over the city. Um, mm. We rode like 10 miles out from where we were located. Mm. Um, I'm also really bad and uncoordinated and can barely ride a bike. So you can't was, jump either, you guys. I also cannot jump. Thought I would expose her for a second. You can yeah, do everything else. It's really embarrassing. I won't do it right now. Um, <laughs> Good. Yeah. Good. Well, especially because like listeners, they wouldn't be able to see. So it's just like not fair. Like yeah, well, yeah. You'll see it one day, guys. Uh, probably not. Uh, I'm not gonna expose myself. Expose myself like that. <laughs> Anyways, but Amarillo delivering sack lunches to kids. Uh, we also host like a kids program, like a little VBS type thing, which is cool. Um, from there, I went to Eagle's Nest in Guatemala, which was absolutely life-changing. Um, I really adopted a huge passion for adoption at that point. Um, one of the boys there that I got really attached with, um, his name was David and he was nine years old and he just gave me such a passion for adoption. I am going to adopt one day. Like I know in my heart that I will that little boy literally changed my life. He's nine years old, and all he had known was getting beaten. Um, his parents were alcoholics. He was thrown out in the streets mm. at nine years old, had been thrown out into the streets, beaten up. But still, he came, they got him into that orphanage, and then he was the happiest kid in the world. Wow. Literally insane. And again, I just think that's Jesus. Like, that's what Jesus does for us. Yeah. Um, he completely transforms us. And then that little boy, he ended up getting adopted in January of 2020, oh. which is absolutely amazing. Wow. What an answer oh, prayer. Yeah. I was so excited. I used to bullet journal like religiously. Maybe that's a bad use word, but. It is. It's great. That yeah. was, it, it was religiously. No, I, it was I every day. I praised <laughs> that bullet journal. That was like my entire life was in these journals. It was a really great habit. If I hadn't taken it to an extreme, <laughs> I was doing this every single hour. Like schoolwork, no. Yeah, we would Kindle's just sit. bullet journal? <laughs> yeah. Yes. We'd just sit in class and Kendall would be all her pins out, just bullet journaling. It was awesome. Oh, yeah. If you don't it. know what bullet journaling is, look it up on Pinterest because oh, yeah. you will get so inspired. Yeah. Don't look it up unless you're willing to start one right now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because then you'll almost get like a little bit of a conviction for not having one because yeah. they're so amazing. Maybe guys won't feel the same way, but no. like us girls that love our pins and like all of our stationery and creatives. Yeah. <laughs> oh, bullet journals are so great. Anyways, this little boy. I have his little picture in one of my bullet journals from 2020 um, that says, like, this day David got adopted. Mm. Oh, and he's just the sweetest little kid in the world. I'm so happy for him. Wow. Um, and I just, I hope that he cherishes those moments that we spent together as much as I do because, man, he changed my world. Mm. Literally such an amazing time. Yeah, so we have Mexico, Amarillo, Guatemala. Um, from there, I spent my last summer in Oak Cliff, Dallas, which is absolutely amazing. One of our favorite games to play was, was it a firework or was it a gunshot? Yeah. Oh, it was so much fun. (laughs) But literally best community that I've ever lived in. Like they loved us so much. And you were in Dallas for a long time. Oh yeah. I was in Dallas for like two months, I think. Wow. And oh, absolutely life-changing. We did like neighborhood evangelism with the kids and we Their reading scores are really low, and it's because English is their second language, and most of them are um, immigrants, 
And so, at least in the part of Oak Cliff that I was in, and we just got to read with them over the summer in hopes that their reading scores would continue to grow by the time they went back to school. And we also served groceries for the community on Tuesdays. And so those people, they saw what we were doing and they loved us and they protected us. And so there was never a worry about, am I safe in this neighborhood? Which is so amazing because I'm sure so many other people in that neighborhood had that worry every single day. But that neighborhood protected us and loved us. And it's the best community that I've ever lived in because of that. Mm. Where even in a place so scary, can have so much pure love for another person Mm -hmm. just because they see like these are good people they love jesus but the more important side is they love jesus and we want to be like them yeah oh so amazing um so my time in oak cliff was so great so amazing um from there i've also been to eugene oregon which is where the University of Oregon is. That's why I was there. And so we kind of did evangelism on the campus, kind of helped out wherever was needed on campus and did like spiritual surveys and did spiritual mapping, which if you haven't ever heard of spiritual mapping, it's kind of going out and seeing like where different types of people hang out on campus Mm, and like what they believe. Yeah, it's really cool. So say like there's like a part of the school that's really artsy. You can go in and say you go into like the art, fine arts building And you kind of figure out what kind of types of people are there and like what they're into, what their activities are. And then you can ask them what they believe. And then you kind of you kind of get like a a spiritual map of like where all these different people are and where they are in their walk with the Lord, which is so cool that we got to do that. Yeah, that's incredible. I've literally never heard of that ever being done in my entire life that's incredible yeah it's really awesome so I know that like our outreach team we brought it back to Tarleton and our outreach team does a little bit of that as well as like spiritual surveys and stuff which is so amazing Mm because I love doing that so much I'm not on our outreach team at the BSM but if they ever need help I would love to because that stuff is so much fun yeah and I'm sure it'd be so much easier on our campus because like in Oregon I would say I met one believer really out of all the people that we met say one person that knew Jesus. That's so crazy to me. And you can definitely tell the difference like regionally in mm-hmm. Oregon because I was on the same trip, but I went to Oregon State University. Yeah. Um, go Beavers. Um, and <laughs> dork. Um, and I met a, a ton of believers. Like not yeah. I mean, more than I expected to meet. Definitely. I would say like 20% of the people I met already yeah. knew Jesus or they were like, they were like, like cool with Jesus. Like they followed him on Instagram kind of vibe, you know, like, ah, I I know him, you know, uh, stalking him maybe. I don't know. Um, Bob Goff. Yeah. Period. Um, Go read Love Does. Such a good book. Literally changed everything for me. Love Does and everybody always can't wait to read Undistracted just came out. Ooh, I haven't even heard of that. Oh yes. New Bob Goff book. Um, but that's so weird that you had such a different experience than I did in Oregon because we were yeah. literally only 40 minutes away from each other. Oh, yeah. Less than an hour. And the demographic was so incredibly different. Yeah, because you are you were at like the artsier because there's yeah. like two big schools. So you were at like the UT and I was like the like the A&M of Basically, Oregon. Yeah. Yeah. So that's so crazy how the demographic was so different. Oh, yeah. It was so much fun. And then most recent mission trip was I went. It's a huge organization um, to Beach Reach Beach in Reach. South Padre. And once again, I can say that God has just changed my life so drastically. Like, I would say before this trip, I could pray for like 30 seconds and then get distracted. Be like, ah, 30 seconds of prayer, squirrel. Yeah. 
oh shoot i was praying and sorry god yes <laughs> sorry anyways what i was saying oh squirrel mm, <laughs> yeah yeah we've been there and so this mission trip we go on shifts you give people free van rides in south padre island is a huge spring break location where a lot of kids our age a little bit older go and just drink party have fun um and so our goal is to of course share the gospel um with as many people as possible but more so to just love other people make sure people are getting home safe make sure people are getting fed just that kind of idea but we would work shifts so either in the van giving people rides on the grounds outside of a bar serving pancakes or in the prayer room the prayer room at the beginning of the trip, I was so disappointed. I got stuck in the prayer room for three hours. Mm, stuck in a prayer yeah, room. That's how I felt. I felt I got yeah. stuck in the prayer room for three hours. All of my friends are out in the vans, giving people rides, having conversations, having spiritual conversations, having gospel conversations. Yeah. There are salvations being had mm. and I don't get to see it. Yeah. For all you know, they're like healing infirmities and casting out demons in these vans and you're just sitting. Yeah. And I'm just sitting and yeah. waiting and praying. Wow. Um, and that first night I actually fell asleep in the prayer room. Wow. And I was so incredibly embarrassed. And so that second night, I got put in the prayer room again. And you spend like about three hours per shift in the prayer room, mm-hmm. um, which two weeks ago sounded absolutely insane to me. Like three hours just praying, just yeah. talking to the Lord, just. Which is crazy because we we claim intimacy. We're like, oh, yeah. I know the Father. I know the Father. Like I could talk to you for three hours. I could talk to most people for yeah. three hours. Exactly. But like being alone with the Lord for three hours. Oh nope, count me out. Yeah, love because him. Because no, you're alone with the Lord and your thoughts. Mm. That's the scary part. Yeah. Because if it weren't for your thoughts, then being alone with the Lord would be amazing. Yeah. Because fellowship and communion about the Lord, cool, yeah. easy, easy, easy. I'm doing a podcast about it. But yeah. like. Just sitting with the Lord is sometimes so hard because your thoughts. Exactly. Just purely your human human nature. Yeah. So that first night, I fall asleep in the prayer room, get super embarrassed. Everyone's talking about it. Mm. I, someone told me that everyone was talking about it, and I got even more embarrassed, and I was, like, feeling so much shame about it. I'm sure only maybe, like, two or three people were talking about it. Like, I really don't think that people cared that much that I fell asleep in the prayer room, but I cared a lot. So that second night, I made it my goal. Um, I wrote – I have, like, a prayer notebook that I was writing in, and so I wrote – in the, I titled one of the pages was the don't fall asleep page. Wow. And so anytime that I felt like I was going to start falling asleep, I would just write, do not fall asleep, do not fall asleep, do not fall asleep, just over and over and over. So that way I would have something to do in order to distract myself from falling asleep. But then there was this moment where the room is completely silent and then you hear one guy and he goes, huh. And then the entire room, everyone's jumping and screaming and crying and dancing and just praising the Lord with all that they are. And I couldn't see the screen. So the prayer request would come in and we had this huge screen, but where I was sitting, I couldn't see the screen. And so I stand up to see like, what are these people doing? Like, why why are they so excited? And in all caps, three exclamation points, I see salvation. That was the first salvation of the week. And I got to experience it in the prayer room. And I got to see heaven rejoicing on earth with everyone that was there. And that was a game changer. So my notes, I'd write, oh, these two people are having a spiritual conversation. Give them wisdom. Yeah. I wrote down the time, the date, 
everything that I witnessed during that salvation. And after that page, you see a complete change in all my prayers. It's like, mm. God, these two people are having a spiritual conversation. Give them discernment. Give them wisdom. Just open everyone's minds to be heard, God. Let them experience life together. Let them experience this together. 20 minutes later, we see two more salvations oh. in the same van. And an hour after that, one more. And mm. it was like from there, it was like salvation after salvation after salvation for the rest of the week. Mm. And I got to experience that first one, those first four in the prayer room. And like I said, it was like heaven came down to earth, sat with us for a minute. It cheered with us, cried with us, praised with us. And then everything went back to normal. And But our lives are, I can say probably for everyone in that room, so completely changed from that one yeah. moment. Because we saw heaven with us which is absolutely amazing and it's so beautiful and so i can say once again the god like god has transformed my life completely taken it over and i know that we say that sometimes that we have these like spiritual highs and stuff but like this is this is a spiritual high but it can only go higher from here yeah. like it can't go down from that the ceiling became the floor oh yeah and the ceiling, ceiling will become the floor, floor again Oh, yeah. He keeps on getting better. He keeps on getting better. I feel like I get saved every day. Because I'm like, God, I didn't yeah. even know you were like that. I didn't even know you were that good. I want in again. You pick up the cross every, every single, single day. day. <laughs> I yeah. love it. Yes. Oh, my gosh. So what has the Lord been teaching you since you got home? Because you got home like less than a week ago. A week ago? A week I ago think, today. Yeah, I think a week ago. A week ago yesterday. Yeah. Um, since I got back, I don't know, in my quiet times before my trip, I was reading through Joshua, just happened to be going through Joshua. Then on our trip, like our um, devotional was also in Joshua, which is really cool. And there was this one day where I didn't have a whole bunch of time to do my quiet time. So I decided to look back and see what I had been learning because I, I'm quick to forget what I'm learning. So I look back, I look back at all of my notes. They are battle preparations. Wow. Every single note that I have is a preparation for battle because we were in Joshua, they're in war, but it, everything that I had written down applied to my life in that moment. Mm. And it was war preparation because we are in a spiritual battle. Yeah. And if I came back from this trip and nothing went wrong, everything was okay. Oh, I would know that I hadn't changed a bit. Mm. And so coming back from the trip, I've definitely had a few struggles. Um, it sucks going from sitting three hours in a room all by, I mean, you're surrounded by other people, but it's just you and the Lord. Mm -hmm. um, spending three hours back to back, just praising the Lord, going back home and not having three consecutive hours in order to do that. Um, being surrounded by people that like want to hang out with you. Of course, I love hanging out with my friends, mm -hmm. um, but it does take away from my time with the Lord sometimes. Yeah, And so I would say my struggles definitely have been, just time-wise, um, my quiet times haven't been as, like, steady. Um, I'm not praying as much as I was on my trip. Um, but I just keep on going back to those war, war preparations because I am still in war. Wow. We are still in war every single day. And if we don't feel like we're in war every single day, then we're doing something wrong. Wow. If we feel completely content every single day in what we're doing, I say feel com content in the Lord. But if you're feeling content in every single thing that you're doing, if you spend an hour on Instagram and then you skip your quiet time and you still feel good, you're doing something wrong. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Kendall, it has been so fun having you. Um, what, what are your, what are the things coming up? What are people going to want to look forward to for you right now? 
Yeah. So Grace had said this on Mr. Allard's podcast about me writing a book, which is true. Um, I am writing a book. It's called Answer to Prayer. Um, It has been a long journey. I would say that I maybe have 20, 30 pages and it's really just formatting at this point. Um, But it is something that I really want to invest more time into and I really want to get it out within the next year. Um, Other than that, I am continuing to live on mission. I don't have any missions that are planned or organized coming up in the future. Um, I do volunteer with the BSM. I host a small group and I've seen so much growth there. I am leading other people to be small group leaders. I'm seeing growth there. Um, and it's all in the Lord's name, all of it. Nothing, nothing is more important than anything that he lays his hands on. Wow. Okay. Where can we find you on social media? Social media at Kendall Cheyenne on Instagram with three N's instead of two. Um, (laughs) Really, that's pretty much it. Okay, perfect. Kendall, it's been an honor to have you here. Um, Thank you guys so much for listening to the Words Used podcast. I'm with you. I will see you next time. Adios.